0: So that's essentially your final year project that runs over both semesters. So you're doing that with your capstone team while you're doing all of your other fourth year courses or whatever courses you have to to finish up and graduate. So definitely doing that while, you know, running the business was a lot. So yeah, a lot of sacrifices for sure had to be made, but yeah, it's just making sure you know what you need to prioritize. And really, you know, building out your schedule with your goals in mind.
1: Welcome. I just wanted to uh, introduce you to James Bradfield. Uh, James was one of our top performing rookies uh, two years ago on the window cleaning side of the business. And this past year, he won our Operator of the Year doing over $220,000 worth of business, just extremely well run, developed a whole group of leaders in his business. And now he is coming on as as a business coach. One of the unique things about James is uh, in the engineering program, graduated from engineering at the University of Carleton. We dug into that about, you know, what, what it would take to go run a business while being in such a academically challenging business um, course and curriculum. So we we talked about that. And we talked about, you know, the decision of delaying jumping into engineering full time to continue his Leadership and coaching and uh, entrepreneurial career and just, you know, not not clear how much longer that will last, but he's excited and uh, really developing incredible skills, habits, consistency and uh, real competitiveness in this uh, business. So we are you know, going to be uh, putting this, uh, th- th- we're, we're in the middle of our recruiting season right now. And so if you know any leaders, we've got um, less and less limited and more limited spots. Uh, so if, so if you know anyone, please send them my way at thompson at studentworks.com, share this podcast with them, or send them to our website, studentworks.com, so they can have an opportunity to apply uh, for limited spots in the summer of 2024. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a super fantastic day. So, James, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. So excited to have you.
0: Yeah. Thank you for thank you for having me. Definitely yeah. been something I've been looking forward to, waiting for the call. So uh yeah, thank you for having well, me on
1: board. Well, fantastic. So we're we're two days after the banquet. So uh, August 25th. So, uh, um, you know, so we're going to get to that, you know, winning uh, Operator of the Year. So congratulations uh, for, for our window cleaning division. But why don't we start with, you know, explain who you were like before joining the program?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I was, I mean, very much the same person, but definitely have developed some insane skills over the past couple of years. I was in school at Carleton, yeah. In my, I guess third year was right before I joined the program, and yeah, just kind of working, you know, whatever summer jobs, uh, you know, kind of related to my to my degree. But yeah, just kind of you know working nine to five over the summer, studying just as as everybody. As everybody normally does.
1: And what had you thinking about running a business?
0: Uh, yeah, I know we chatted about it like briefly, but uh, through through high school, and also kind of through the summers of uni, I did do window cleaning uh, with a buddy of mine, we just would do it kind of on the side. And we had our little M&J window care. That's awesome. uh, his name is Matt. So I'm James. So yeah, we'd run that kind of on the side through the summers and uh, on the weekends and just yeah, wash some windows. So Griffin Boyd, obviously huge in the program. Uh, I met Mm -hmm. in first Carlton and I think second year, I guess his third year, he joined the program and yeah, I was super interested in what he was doing, like seeing all his success and everything with the painting and, you know, how to channel him. And I was always kind of thinking with Mac when we were doing the window cleaning, you know, how do we take it to the next level? How do we, you know, hire employees and just, Yeah, level up and chatted with Griffin and he basically said, you know, this is this is how you can do it. And uh, I said, you know, if he's running it, why can't I? So signed up and
1: here we are. Here we are. Yeah, no, and And it's it is interesting because we regularly see people like yourself running window cleaning businesses, running gardening businesses, not not very often painting businesses, you know, drop ship businesses, you know, buying things, improving them, selling things, you know, all sorts of entrepreneurial people. And then being not stuck, because I actually had a similar experience. I used to run a little gardening company, I had 50 clients. and And actually, I was Doing really quite well. And 100%, I was totally unclear how to scale it above where I was. And so it was like, oh, somebody knows? Somebody can train me? Oh, that's so exciting. When I found out about this, I was in. You know, so so I hear you, you know, it's like, okay, all right. So in the same thing, it was a referral, a friend of mine who was doing it, and and it was like, okay, hey, I trust him. Let's let's dig in. So so walk me through that experience of your your first summer.
0: First summer is always uh always a little crazy. Started off like I was ready to ready to grind through the wintertime, ready to really hammer on some doors. I mean, when I was younger, I had my paper roots and that's what that's what I do running between doors and so I was really fired up to hit the ground running, and that's what I did. grinded through that winter, yeah, did as much as I could in the preseason to to build up those sales. And then obviously, production came around, and that was entirely new to me. And yeah, it was it was definitely rough in the beginning. I remember uh, I'd probably started recruiting a little later than I should have and okay. didn't have the a team ready to go. One of my guys had a car, but he, wasn't the best on the job site. Exactly. And then my guy was amazing on the job site, but he didn't have a car. And they couldn't carry the the ladders. Um, his car was too small, and I was, you know, ferrying the ladders in between job sites, still trying to do sales, still trying yeah. to market. and it was just ridiculous. And I think it was third week into the summer into production, and I remember I was lying down on the hood of my car. And I was like, this is how the rest of the summer is going to go. I'm going to be finished. Like, there's no way I can do this. Um, it was, it was definitely rough, but yeah, hired, turned it around a bit, had a, had an awesome, actually two more crews run the rest of the summer and they were, yeah, complete turnaround. They
1: were awesome. 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 I sort of remember a breakdown as well in my third week of May, too. So, you know, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things for our leaders listening, like that's great. Right. When when we kind of get overwhelmed. Right. It's not great in the moment. Doesn't feel good. Um, But but it is great because we know, oh, we're being tested beyond ourselves, and it's like, okay, we gotta make a change. We gotta, you know. So I remember some of the things for me was, hey, I gotta take more time off. I gotta rest. I gotta, you know, I'm working too many hours. You know, for you, it's like, hey, I need more help. I can't do it like this. This is broken. So, and and you fixed it.
0: Yeah, that was that was the craziest week I think I've ever had because my <laughs> my girlfriend at the time <laughs> I was visiting Ottawa, um, I was yeah having that kind of week and i think it was her first night up visiting and i i don't think i got home until 7 p.m. or something she was a little you know understandably pissed off yeah. um she was also she was also vegan at the time and mm-hmm. i that end of that day i had an estimate to go to so i left the guys on the site biggest job i've ever booked which was amazing i think it was a $5000 job wow. for yeah. window cleaning Yeah, I was I was ecstatic about that, and on the way back, I got the guys' milkshakes, and I was like, "I'm gonna be late. I'll get my girlfriend a milkshake as well." So, finished up, got the guys' milkshakes. We finished the job. I get home at seven, and completely slipped my mind that she can't have dairy, so she's just even more pissed off. And yeah, that was it was a rough day, but uh, yeah, we we got through it for
1: sure. So, what did you learn that you didn't expect in that first summer?
0: I think one of the biggest things was showing up like i'd done it before even though i hadn't through the recruiting season this year obviously you know have have done it before now but really showing up like you are running this company you know having that confidence when you bring guys on board like you are part of this company and i need you to act like it so coming to those interviews on those phone calls making sure you are Coming across as the boss, right. so they understand yeah. you know this is their summer job. it's not like, hey, you know, maybe this day we show up, we clean some windows, maybe the next day we don't yeah, um I think that was a big mistake in my first year, like not coming across like that, not having that confidence right, and then the people who hire don't have that same sense of responsibility, so I think that was one of the major things and then the other which i guess comes kind of hand in hand with that was just the expectation setting Mm -hmm. that was absolutely crucial this year um Mm -hmm. i knew after that first year looking back on that that third week of may um you know i cannot have i cannot run this business again and have that happen i need a production manager or i need the guys to really have these expectations hammered into their head. You know, you're keeping the equipment, you're dealing with the client, you're picking up the final payment, you know, all that stuff really hammered in. This is part of your job. Right. So I can, you know, leave the site, go do the other things I need to be doing and have, have somebody else handle that. So I think those, those were definitely the two major things
1: for sure. That you'd taken from your first year and put it to your second. And so uh James's first year did did about 110. And then this last year literally doubled it, you know, 220, you know. So it's just taking that and uh making making that difference. So was it as was your first summer as hard as you thought it would be?
0: Yes and no. Like I I felt right. confident going in that, you know, I knew that I was gonna put in the inputs, like I knew I was gonna knock on the doors, I knew that was gonna be, you know hours out of my day, but I was, I think I was ready for that, but definitely a lot tougher than I thought once production came around. Yeah, that was, that was a big kind of slap in the face. So in the, the production side of things, that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. But in the, in the input side of things, I think I had a good understanding, you know, like I've got to market four to seven, I've got to get home figure out how I'm eating my dinner and right. be on the calls, you know, seven to eight, seven to eight thirty. I think I was, I think I was prepared for that for sure.
1: Okay. And so, so let's, let's walk through your second year, James, you know, so you're coming, coming back, you know, looking to double your business, you know, uh, how did you do that? Like, what was the execution?
0: I think like I, like I mentioned, that expectation setting was key and I think mm-hmm. going into this next season, That's going to be, that's going to play an even bigger role, especially with having operators under me, you know, setting those expectations about like the confidence thing that I mentioned, like they're going to go into their first year, obviously never doing it before or never have done it. And, you know, making sure they have that expectation set that they need to be going into these interviews with confidence, you know, letting their employees know that they're joining this company. It's not just some ragtag window cleaning crew. So I think expectation setting was the number one thing that I implemented into the business this year. Yeah. Making sure at my training with all my window cleaners, you know, they know exactly what they're doing. Thinking of like all those little things that made production or just the business in general more of a hassle than it needed to be last year. Mm -hmm. And making sure everybody knew what those things were so that I didn't have to be dealing with that every day or reminding people every day and then definitely my production manager Connor absolute killer on the on the production side of things so that was a huge thing i said if i'm running this again i need a production manager i need somebody to deal with that stuff so that i can continue doing my sales continue you know meeting with clients and hiring new workers when i needed so that was that was the other key thing for sure he played
1: the biggest part Absolutely. Just playing such a huge role. How did you enroll Connor into your business?
0: He was actually hired as a window cleaner, as a crew member. And I had hired a a production manager as well at that time. Uh, This was, I suppose, maybe in March, something like that. So I had a production manager ready to go, had a lot of window cleaners ready to go. And then the PM that I had hired had found another job in I think he was in mechanical engineering and he'd found a job in his field. And I got that phone call, you know, unfortunately I won't be able to to do this with you this summer. So that was that kind of sucked. I was like, wow, like I have to, yeah. you know, really hammer hiring, recruiting, and find a new production manager. And then I looked through my workers that I'd already hired and looked at Connor and, you know, his resume and you know, thought back to his interview. And I was like, hey, you know, gave him a phone call and said, would you be open to chatting about potentially taking on this bigger role? Yeah, we had had an awesome chat, had a, had another interview there and he came on board. So just, you know, looking, looking at what I already had
1: in front of me, which I like right under my nose and I didn't awesome. even realize it. What a great lesson. And so to me, one of the lessons I take, if we really take recruiting seriously you know, we're always going, what's the backup plan if? Obviously, we don't want that to happen. And we just know that life sometimes happens. And, you know, for that person who took that job in their field, we wish them the best, right? And that's what our programs is, is about sometimes, right? Is people preparing here to go elsewhere. That's okay. And so, you know, we can't get bitter or upset, I guess. Sorry, we could get to do, do all that, but that's not going to work. So it's like, okay, what's the next step? And and just stepping in there, isn't that, isn't that a one? Wonderful, um, you know, experience. Yeah. So, actually, you know, why don't we talk about that too? Because you're you you graduated from engineering, right, James? So, how did you find? Obviously, engineering is just a full on course. One of the really hardest courses, my understanding, on campus. So, how did you find doing this while doing engineering?
0: It was it was a lot for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I yeah definitely had to miss out on a lot of you know, social events, like hanging out with buddies. Yeah. And fourth year I had my, we call at Carleton, at least it's called your capstone project. I think Mm -hmm. at other universities, they call it different things or, right. So that's essentially your final year project that runs over both semesters. So you're doing that with your capstone team while you're doing all of your other fourth year courses or whatever courses you have to, to finish up and graduate. So definitely doing that while you know running the business was a lot so yeah a lot of sacrifices for sure had to be made but yeah it's just making sure you know what you need to prioritize and really you know building out your schedule with your goals in mind yeah so it was it was tough but uh yeah we definitely definitely yeah. got through it yeah
1: hey leaders i hope you are enjoying this podcast As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now, and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. Yeah exactly exactly and it's just obviously a real big commitment right a real big commitment that's that's just what's uh, that's what what what's true you know where there's a will there's a way and so then Obviously, you know, you you're our top window cleaning operator of the year. You just got, you know, uh won that award a couple of nights ago. And before that, you decided, hey, I want to take on this whole coaching thing. So what had what had that feeling like you wanted to sort of uh turn turn towards coaching, entrepreneurship plus coaching?
0: Good question. Um, so it definitely came around a lot more in this second year over, over year one. I think this year, just the relationships I built with everybody on my team and really building out a team had me really wanting that kind of you know coaching mentorship aspect uh in in year one you know had some awesome guys but it wasn't really that team dynamic it was you know this is your schedule you know we need to get these jobs done uh and still you know had some great relationships with them but this year was you know, totally a 180 having, you know, team meetings every week with all my window cleaners and we chatting, chatting about what went well, what, you know, maybe, maybe didn't go so well, setting a plan for, you know, coming into that next week. And that really got me fired up. You know, when I hear stories about my window cleaners, my workers, how they were, you know, chatting with clients, you know, oh, we just got a $200 tip on this job site. Like this lady was awesome. And, you know, seeing that they uh, could handle these things, you know, without me and without Connor, my PM, that was that just really got me fired up. Like every time I'd leave one of those meetings, I would like mood boosted. Yeah, super ready to go and crush whatever was next. Uh, and them coming to me with things that I hadn't even asked them to do was insane. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that they were so fired up about the, the job or, you know, meeting the clients, that was huge. So that that definitely fired me up, too. So definitely having a huge team this year, uh, not, not huge, but, you know, having
1: yeah.
0: a great team Most culture. people would
1: say that's pretty huge. And a great team culture. What you built, doing two hundred twenty thousand dollars worth of business. So, so you know, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, to me, I think one of the things about entrepreneurship that a lot of times people don't see from the outside is just like you said, it's just so exciting and fulfilling. Yes, on the client side, but it's you know, and 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 actually, it's interesting because probably entrepreneurs are different. Some people get really excited about what their their product or system does for the client. You know, and and obviously that's part of what we do, and and that's an exciting thing. You know, I, I still remember walk, driving around, going, "Oh, here's what we did," and there's, "Oh, there's a happy customer," and bumping into them later and years later or whatever. But to me, it's like you said, it's that whole team thing. You know, I know we we're just watching uh, or talking about Canada and FIBA basketball before the interview started or our podcast started. It's that's exciting, you know. Pe- you know, you you participate in sports. I participate in sports, and it's just so fun to win as a team and that that excitement. And that's what happens as an entrepreneur. So building your team, seeing people do better, yeah, it's 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 worth a lot of money to do that. <laughs> it's it's worth more than a lot of money. <laughs>
0: yeah, and actually, um, we'll rank and one of my, uh, my crew members assigned for, to, to be in, I mean, I assume you had yeah. the, yeah at the final with him. Uh, so yeah, super fired up that he's coming on board and he's going to be running his business. Uh, so that was huge. Um, and they both actually him and, uh, his best buddy, another one of our crew members Aiden Clarmo, he was at the, they were both at the rafting weekend that awesome. we had yeah. an awesome time. So yeah. Just, you know, seeing them kind of come into their own and, <clears throat> I, you know, they were meeting everybody in the program at the rafting weekend and seeing that they were having a great time. You know, without me, that yeah. was that was as well.
1: Yeah, and again, for them, you know, seeing what's possible in their lives as a result of doing this. Wow, I, I worked as a window cleaner. Now I see, wow, I could be an entrepreneur. I could run my own business. Isn't that exciting? You know, so so really getting caught with that bug uh, is is awesome. So again, to sort of go back to engineering obviously there's a big pathway for Canadian engineers or worldwide, like what a, what a great, you know, pathway. So you've decided to sort of maybe pause that pathway. What had you thinking of, of doing that and uh, you know, continuing to sort of spend time in this coaching and entrepreneurial world?
0: Um, Yeah. Another, another good question. So I think that was definitely a bit of a, a bit of a pull, both ways, kind of between two worlds when I was deciding to, to come back. Um, I was definitely looking at engineering positions. Uh, I was interviewing, um, yeah, had a few interviews for some, and that was definitely a big possibility, but, you know, I didn't know exactly what I'd be doing over there. Um, I didn't, you know, it wasn't already started like Mm -hmm. my, uh, like my position here was having Mm -hmm. run the business a year before, and I think it was, you know, if I leave this now, if I leave student works now, it's it's not like I'm going to be able to come back yeah. later on and let, do this again. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, engineering will will potentially always be there uh, where I can, you know, apply for a position and, you know, work an engineering job. But this is kind of like after, you know, if I leave this or if I'd have left this year that would that would be it I wouldn't be you know coming back to run or coach uh within student again so yeah I think that was that was a big
1: factor in coming back for sure that's always a great way to to think about it is is just saying you know what increases my opportunity to do the best like that's always how I think you know what's you know again there's kind of a feeder system sometimes to go and get it but the reality is engineering companies are going to want really good engineers, period. They're always looking for really good engineers. And and the reality is if someone came from what you're you're done, I, I just can't imagine that you're not going to be more prized and then also more likely to really, really overachieve in that organization moving forward because of what you've learned. And then also as well, I know a lot of times what we do here just changes people's opinion. I know I've had lots of times people planning on going to med school or planning on doing something and then... Chris, I'm 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 not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, you know, although I could have done that, but but I'm just really excited in this space. And, you know, again, the real piece is finding out what excites you. You know, that's really what what it's it's not about, you know, what excites me. I already know what excites me, this, you know, but but what excites you and this gives you another opportunity to do that. So I'm you know super excited for you James and and taking on this next challenge so what have been some of the biggest challenges or setbacks and how have you how did you handle them or learn from them
0: i think the probably the biggest setbacks were yeah just just going through that first year of production that was the probably my biggest failure within student works um, yeah that really taught me to set those expectations and show up Show up like I'd done it before, come across like this is a big business. This is a big thing you're a part of. And I think that was the the biggest learning curve. Um, yeah, just really being accountable, but being accountable to kind of that next level. Uh, it's not just you know doing what I say. it's you know doing what I say, and then showing like i'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing and bringing that kind of energy. To the team and you know, really lifting them up whenever you see them, rather than Mm -hmm. just, you know, I'm doing what I say, but you know, maybe I'm doing the bare minimum of what I say. I think the biggest setback was was production last year. That was probably the biggest failure. So yeah, just looking back on that, realizing all the things I could have done better, the things I could have prepared for better, and implementing that this year. Yeah, that was probably
1: probably the biggest thing for sure. Awesome. And I love one of the things that you shared there, uh, James, and I think it's so important is, is just what energy are you bringing to your team? Just what energy you're bringing to your team? One of the big things I'm just so aware of with people is just what sort of energy are they bringing? You know, I want, you know, energy givers. I don't want any energy suckers on my team. You know, <laughs> it's just no thank you, right? I really want people who are just bringing it. And because it just makes such a difference. You know, first of all, for your personal enjoyment. And the reality is, hey, it's your business. So, and, and then of course, if we're always bringing it, it's just so much more likely to get reflected. You know, James is bringing it. He's excited. He's energized. Okay. You know, and then, oh, wow, I'm feeling it. And I know what I can expect from James. He's going to be bringing that positive energy. And again, we'll, we'll encounter the challenges that we have. Like you said, what didn't go well this week? Let's figure that out. How can we make, you know, next week work better, but, but always in that that positive spot is just so is is so key you know I'm sure you find the same thing and then again you're just so much more likely to get it reflected with your team members
0: definitely definitely yeah I think this year uh, I think yeah I mentioned earlier just like the relationships I built with everybody on the team this year just felt so much deeper than anything beforehand I know yeah a few times uh, more than a few times I had some you know hour long, multi hour long combos with, uh, you know, my crew members and, you know, them coming to me with, with issues they may be having, uh, whether it's within the business or outside of the business and just trying to, to, to help them with that, you know, really, you know, just, you're not just coming to work for me and, you know, get paid. You're not just coming to clean windows and, you know, leave like, I want to make sure you're having a good summer as well. And anything that you're having an issue with, I want you to know that, you know, you can give me a phone call and we can figure it out uh, yeah. rather than, you know, oh, you're not working so well at the moment.
1: Goodbye. I'm going to yeah. get somebody else on the squad. Love that. Yeah. Just because what affects us at home or in our personal lives or in our academic lives affects us in our business lives. So it's like you said, let's talk about it. We can help problem solve it. We can, again, and sometimes the problem solving can just be as simple as I totally got it. That's really hard when that happens really hard when you, when it's your girlfriend's birthday and you, uh, bring, bring her, bring her food that she can't eat and you're late for it. Right. Or sorry, your girlfriend's visit, you know, it's like, yeah, that would have been, that would have been a tough, tough night. Right. Like, you know, and that next day, James would have been feeling pretty sad and it would have been, I, I'm sure James had some good friends saying, wow, that's, that's tough. You know, wow. Okay. There's something we can learn from. Right. You know, so, um, <laughs> or you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> well, and who hasn't been an idiot, right? Like, oh yeah, you know. So so it's just that's the human condition. We all make mistakes. Oh god, that that was oh gee, you know, that was so bad. You know, I got so caught up and uh and again, just doing our best, right? So so what key habits would someone want to steal from you?
0: Yeah, I guess we so briefly briefly mentioned it just the accountability side. I know we preach about accountability But sometimes I find myself, like I said, you know, being accountable, but being the bare minimum accountable, really, whenever that happens, you know, no, like, this is not how we stay accountable. We need to level this up and do this properly. I think that kind of mindset switch has been one of the biggest or one of the toughest things to kind of wrap my head around, you know, sometimes, especially in my first year uh looking for that end of day looking for that end of week when i can you know sit down and not have to worry about anything anymore you know the day is done i've I've done everything i needed to do and i like i can i can chill out and kind of looking for that throughout the day you know really waiting for that and whenever that kind of comes across now i think you know no that's not the mindset we need to have because awesome. that shows that i'm not putting my full energy into this like i'm waiting for the end of the day i just want to get through it and that's not the way i need to be looking at this and kind of getting that mindset switch like no this is what we do this is mm-hmm. this is what we do now um you know we are every day needing to be on top of this needing to be pushing for more rather than looking for that or resorting to that kind of comfortability at the end of the day so uh yeah i think that's that's definitely a huge thing that i've kind of realized over this last year
1: yeah that's 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 awesome you know again it's kind of again if we take it back to sports you know ken you know it's it's at the end of the race the end of the game that's where we got to bring it even more right you know the intensity increases so so that same thing we're bringing to our business and and catching ourselves oh there's some weak thinking or whatever so and and again that level of thinking is going to make all the difference you know if we consistently do that, you know and that's the difference between running a pretty good business and a really amazing business. So well done. So any before we wrap up and my final question, anything you'd like to share with the leaders, anything else that we we didn't cover?
0: I think that really comes to mind, I suppose the biggest thing uh, which I would have liked to say uh, at banquet uh, while I was while I was up there, um, but just everybody in the program impacts you. Like no matter if they're a rookie coming in, no matter if they're top vet, top coach, whoever they are, if even if you've, you've never interacted with them, they all impact you. And, you know, fi- at least for me, everybody in the program fires me up, whether they're above me and I want to get above them or yeah. whether they're, you know, a rookie coming in and I want to show them that, you know, this is how we should be running a business, even if I've never had an interaction with them. They still impact me and affect me, and and just to thank everybody in the program for that. So I definitely wanted to mention that uh, the other day, but it's uh,
1: guess... okay. <laughs> it didn't come to mind. Well, James, I just so love you put that in there. It's one of the reasons why this program is just so amazing. And again, don't say that from an egotistical point of view. It's just so amazing, and and that's so. It's the community of people who are all working so hard who overwhelmingly want to win, who just, again, want to support each other, the level of support and then cooperative competition. You know, again, there's just no way the numbers would be happening unless there were other people chasing other people up the leaderboard. It just, you know, or chasing old ghosts of past records. And that's what other people did. And, and no, my, your likely will will be chasing you and your record or your number of uh, 110 or whatever it was your first year and you're going, I'm going to beat James. Right. And, and guess what? What happens is James will say, yeah, come beat me. That's fantastic. i want you to beat me um, and include inflation. You know, he'll say, uh, <laughs> to, to, you know, to, to challenge him even more. And, you know, just a playful competitive cooperativeness that again, there's no way we'd achieve what, what we achieve without it. It's, it's everywhere. You know, everyone feels their team's the best. Everyone feels their coach is the best ever, you know, and it's just, it's great when that happens. So thanks for bringing that up. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: So when you, so final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, James, what's comes to mind?
0: Just that, uh, just a leader, you know, somebody that comes across, uh, you know, comes across confident, comes across as You know, accountable to that next level, like I mentioned, but has also earned the respect of everybody around them through their history of, you know, doing what they say. So having that track record, being super consistent. And yeah, you know, even when nobody's looking, they're still, you know, grinding away, working on themselves so that when they show up, they show up as that leader and somebody other people look to for, you know, inspiration, advice whatever that may be yeah just coming across with that with that composure
1: i see atomic habits in the background you know just that habits make all the difference you know just that and and consistency consistency that habitual consistency and and i also see your your trophy in the background james so so well done and congratulations and uh just a great podcast so thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast
0: awesome thank you yeah thank you for having me it's been great
1: awesome